Welcome back to another edition of the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light. I'm the CEO of 4A Health, and I am releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to answer one question. How can health and fitness professionals rise above the rest to become recognized as a leader in our industry, all while being paid what you are worth and building a ridiculously exciting financial future? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast, episode 283, coming at you live from my home office. Fresh cup of coffee in my hands, feeling good. Went for a little jog this morning. It's a nice day. It's 54 degrees at 1030 in the morning. It's supposed to be in the 60s. I think spring has officially sprung in my podcast journey. Coming up on 60 episodes to go. Or I have no idea. We're coming up on however many episodes to go. I can't do math. Uh, guys, today I wanted to, I wanted to, I'm going to share a story with you. Uh, this, is, this is the story that I put down for day four of my of, of the Build Your Fitness Business Challenge, which I'm allowing people to come into today. How exciting. How very exciting. We're going to allow people to come in today uh, and start the, start uh, getting getting down to business with this challenge. Uh, and um, this story it was labeled uh, the day four, the title of day four was turning fear into power. And I think we talked about this in the past, but specific to actually building the website, I want to have like a nice story that went with it. And I remembered the story from a couple of years back and I think it really fits out nicely in, I think it fits really nicely into turning fear into power. So here goes nothing. Guys, a couple of years ago when I was working for the Lakers, it was 2017 and it was all-star break because our team was freaking horrendous. Uh, we did not have any all-stars on the team. Ironically, we actually have all-stars now like that turned into all-stars. We, D'Angelo Russell was an all-star. Uh, Brandon Ingram was an all-star. Who else we got on there? Uh, Julius Randle was an all-star this year. I think that's it. I'm looking at the – I have a team picture right in front of me. Larry Nance was in the dunk contest. So we had some all-stars, but they hadn't blossomed yet. Uh, so because of that, we had a couple days off. And a couple of my Diamondbacks buddies, we were planning this trip where we were going to go. We were going to go to some island off the coast of Cal- California. And we were, we were going to go to this island off the coast of California. And it was like perfect time. It was just right before spring training uh, for them. So they were able to come out. And it was an all-star break. So it was really cool like to catch up with these guys and see them. And so we're going to go to this, this island, but it turned out like the weather was like really suspect and like, I don't have any real outdoors experience. Like I like to go hiking and stuff, but I've never, <laughs> I've never, never like camped overnight or anything. And we were planning on doing like, I went out and got like a hatchet, uh, and, and, uh, hatchet flint, uh, headlamp. Like it was going to be, I don't know how serious it was going to be, but definitely more serious than anything I'd done. And the, the weather was kind of funky. So we, we kind of, we kind of called it at the last minute. And we decided to take like a it's like a three hour drive to go skiing. Uh, I forget the name of the mountain in like Southern California, which was really cool because I lived on like I lived in Hermosa Beach, California. So I went f- literally from the beach, Southern Cal, uh, all the way up to skiing, snowing in one day, and then we came back to the beach at night. So we decided to go skiing. We start driving up there. It was it was cool. Like we it was really like an audible decision to 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 do that. So we're driving up there and. Starting to, you know, as we get closer, get into like the mountainous area, it starts snowing and like 
temperatures dropping. Like it was quite, it was crazy. It was really crazy to, to like start on the beach and end up on the mountain. So we're going up, we stop at a ski, ski, a ski lodge or ski store, ski shop. I don't know what you call it. Right on the, on like the winding path up the mountain. We rent some skis. I remember the, one of the big things for me was to get a pair of skis that could fall off easily if I fell because as a beginner, I'd never skied in my life. Guys, I'd never in my life skied. Uh, so I was like, so the guy told me, I was like, he's like, what, what's your experience level? I was like, literally zero. Uh, so he's like, take these because they fall off easier and it won't twist you around or whatever when, when you fall. So we got the skis, went up to the mountain, got our lift tickets and stuff. And <clears throat> my understanding was that I would be my understanding was that I would be like going to like the training slope or figure it out. Uh, and my, my buddies were like, dude, no, you, you dude, you, <laughs> you're however old you are. You're an athlete. You don't go on the bunny slopes. That's not how you do it. Let me show you. Let me, they showed me pizza real quick. And that's how you start. You just turn your skis inwards and you'll stop. No problem. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. Like whatever. Uh, so they literally convinced me minutes, like, I put my skis on for the, I didn't even know how to put the skis on, like how to get my feet and my boots actually in the ski boot. Finally figured it out, clipped them in. And like seconds later, I kid you not, we're on the ski lift going to the top of the mountain. Right. And like, we're going up, we're going up, we're going up, we're going up. And I'm like, this is, this is a little higher than I thought. Like I'm a little, and for those of you who ski, like West Coast, East Coast, West Coast mountains are, are really steep. Like they're they're high up there, and it's de- there's definitely difference. I've skied only twice in my life now, uh, and it was once in California and once in either Vermont or New Hampshire. And I always get, I always get the two mixed up, but <clears throat> either like the 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 beginning slope in Vermont was like a cupcake, and the other in like or at least way less steep. But <clears throat> in California, we get all the way to the top, guys, and. Like I'm talking, I am just warts. Like I was concerned about getting off the ski lift without falling because they were making. They were like, "If you fall, we will never talk to you. Like you are the biggest loser if you fall getting off this off the ski lift." So I was really focused on on making sure that I didn't fall coming off the lift. I did not. Thank you very much. And then we kind of plotted our way over to the beginning where it starts going down. And guys, I'm looking down at this like. Are you out of your damn mind? Like, this is so much steeper than I expected. Like, I thought it to be, I thought it going to be a really, like, gradual decline uh, and uh, <clears throat> make it make it easy. And, like, guys, we're on, like, the green, the green slope, which is the most beginner slope of them all. So this is, like, these kids, like, whizzing around, no problem, like, old people whizzing around. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. I was like, I can't, like, these guys are so, these guys are so good at it. And, and there really was, there was really like no learning curve whatsoever. It was just like, here we go. Like, and my buddies, like their experience, like they had all the, the, you know, the sick gear, uh, they had done it before. My buddy looked like he was on the ski patrol. Like he was all, he was, he was so good on the mountain. So I finally, like I'd go a little bit and you'd feel yourself pick up, pick up speed. And I would just like fall down in the snow because I was getting nervous. I was like, this is, this is so long. This so far down the mountain and it is so steep. I was legitimately like I was really scared standing up there on the mountain. So I decided that what I was going to do was I, I like I, I had to find a way to get down the mountain. I, I didn't want to like walk down the mountain or take the lift back down. Like I, I wanted to figure out like how am I going to do this, right? So I decided what I was going to do is I I was going to point my skis 
at a tree, like all the way on the right side. And I was just going to do a slight angle down, get some, get some momentum. Uh, and then if I couldn't stop, I was going to, I was going to just, I was just going to hit the tree and I was going to grab it and go like, so I was like doing like the pizza thing where you turn your skis inwards to try to stop. And once you get all like a certain speed, the pizza doesn't really do anything anymore. It's you're just going too fast and you really have to, you have to get too much snow and like to get the traction. It was tough and I couldn't do it. So like I was legit had to like crash into a tree every time to stop. And then I did the same thing. I turned the skis back to the left side of the mountain, pointed at, pointed at a tree. Uh, and I did that and I did that and I left, right, left, right. It guys, it took me so long to get down the mountain. I felt bad for my friends. I was a little embarrassed. Like it was, it was brutal. So I ended up doing that a couple times and I was like, like, I'm having no fun here. This is not an enjoyable experience. Like I need to, I need to figure this out. My buddies were like, no, like I figured it out. Like I, there's a slope, there's another slope over here on the other side of the mountain that nobody is on and we'll go over there and it'll be a lot easier for you to, you know, get your feet wet and <clears throat> start getting comfortable with it. So we go over to this other slope <clears throat> and it didn't take me long to realize just why there was nobody on that slope. And it was because it was way harder than the other one, right? It was way steeper. It's way more turns and crazy stuff going on. And my friends were loving it because there's nobody on there. They were killing it and having a great time. Uh, and I was panicked. I was panicked for my life that this was going to end so badly because you hear about skiing, people dying from skiing, like serious, like people getting paralyzed, like really bad skiing accidents. And I was, I was really concerned. So we were going back and forth for a little bit. My buddies would like ski down a little bit and they would basically sit down there and wait for me to zigzag back and forth. And it was just, it was a nightmare. So I finally ended up getting down to my buddy and he's not at the bottom of the mountain. He's, I mean, he's barely past the starting gate. It just took me so long to get there. I get down to him and I'm frustrated. I'm kind of pissed. And it's like, I'm, I'm just kind of like, this kind of sucks. Like, I, I feel like I, I, I went, I went to the top. I just jumped into this without like learning how to do it. And, if you guys, everybody knows me, like I, I want to be prepared for everything, to, you know, dot my I's, cross my T's, like make sure everything's done well. And we was really just thrown into the fire here. So I was a little frustrated, I was a little, I was a little irritated. And I said to, I said to my buddy, I said, look, if I walk, if I just turn my skis straight down the mountain and just ride, just let it rip, right? Just no turning because I couldn't stop. I didn't have really any ability to stop. Um, if I, if I turn my skis straight down the mountain, will it eventually level out and I will, I'll like, I'll be able to stop that way. Right. My man looks me dead in the eye and says, Oh yes, absolutely. We've done this a couple of times. Like, like you'll be, have no problem, uh, just, just leveling out. <clears throat> so I was like, screw it. I'm doing it. Like whatever. Like I got to figure this out at some point. I'm on this mountain. I might as well, I might as well just do it. So my buddy was like pumped. He was like, okay, like cool. So he like, he, he skis down the mountain, like way down the mountain to like where he, like there was like a turn and he would still be able to see me, but he would hit and hit the turn yet. Right. So he's like way down the mountain now. And he told me that he was going to go down there and he's going to record it. He's going to take his phone and he's going to record me going down. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. Some friends these guys are right. So I, he gets down there, gives me the thumbs up, says he's ready to go. And I turn, I get up to my feet, I turn my skis forward, and I'm going straight. Uh, we're talking direct line down the mountain. My first time skiing in my entire life on a harder slope out in California. And 
it took me about three seconds to realize that I am going so freaking fast. I'm talking like <clears throat> I had to be going 40, 50, 60 miles. And I was going so fast down the mountain that I was, I literally, I remember saying in my head, I remember thinking like, because like my skis underneath were like, like not shaking, but like they were just going with the bumps of the slope. And I remember thinking, you can't fall because you can't stop. And if you fall, you're going too fast. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to get crazy injured. So I remember thinking like, you got to be an athlete and you got to make this work. And I'm coming down and I'm crazy focused. Like, do not fall. Stay, stay straight. Like, you got this. You got this. You got this. You got this. I get, I get towards my buddy. My buddy is screaming. He is so pumped. He's like, oh my God, Sean is so good at skiing. And I freaking whiz by him. Absolutely scared, terrified out of my freaking mind. I go down. There's like a bend to the right. So I get down there. I was able to turn because that's not terrible. You just kind of like lean into the turn. So I lean into the turn. I'm going, I'm going so fast. And then finally, like my buddy, like my buddy said, it leveled out. But the problem, what he didn't tell me was that it leveled out by interjecting, inter, like intersecting with the with the beginner slope where I was where I was originally. So there's all these kids and parents and old people and everybody coming down, all sorts of ages and sizes coming down. And I, here I come just out of nowhere on the left side of the mountain going like 70 miles an hour, just a freaking shot out of a cannon across the, <laughs> across this slope. And thank God I didn't hit anybody. I was able to at least maneuver around people and people were spread out enough where it wasn't a problem. But I freaking went so fast across and I actually had to turn my skis up the slope so that I was able to stop and slow down because I, again, I did not have the ability to stop. And my buddy, he skis up to me and he is so pumped. He's like, oh my God, like you're an Olympian. You're so good. You are, you are an amazing skier. Uh, like This is incredible. And I was like, yo, I had no ability to stop whatsoever. That was absolutely beyond terrifying, right? And he was like, he was like, it's incredible. Like, you're so athletic, like, well, like whatever. Uh, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, like when I got up to the top of the mountain again, like I've got the courage to go up there. I remember getting up there and thinking like, okay, this isn't so bad. Like I've, I've gone through it. I understand what it looks like. And you know, we, we kind of played with the stop at the end. I'm a little more comfortable with that. I was able to like glide in with a pizza as my, as my feet were stopped as, as I was like slowing down and I was a little more comfortable. So I went up to the mountain and I did the exact same thing again, where I just went straight down. Now guys, now, I don't recommend anybody do this because this is remarkably dangerous. Um, but I did it two, three times where I went straight down the mountain. And I eventually said to myself, like, Sean, you are tempting fate. Like, you you can't keep doing this because you are, this is your first time skiing. Like, you are going to hurt yourself. So I stopped doing it. But what I was, what I, what was amazing was I became, I was so much more comfortable with the process. I was so much more comfortable. I knew I could do it. I knew at the very worst, like I could just do this and I would be able to stop and be fine. So I started trying, I started working on my stops a little bit and zigzagging and changing and boom, 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 boom. And I got pretty good at it in day one, right? And all of a sudden the bunny slope, I remember my friends wanted to leave and I just kept riding the lift back up to the top and, and going because I was like, this is awesome. I was trying to get, I was trying to get like one clean run before the end of the day. And I was loving, I was, I was, I was killing it. And I'll say this, like I've gone skiing twice in my life and I think of myself now as a good skier. And I don't think of myself, like, I don't think that I'm not an expert. I still, you know, I, I fall, like, you know, I've, I haven't really done like a black diamond or anything like that, but I'm competent. Like I can go up there, I can enjoy it. I can have fun and I'm not really worried about it. Right. And 
what, what the reason that I put this story in day four, turning fear into power into a build my build your business challenge. The reason I did this was because that really is what business is. Most of the time in business, like it is really a series of leaps of faith. We never really know. We never really know where we're going. We never really know. We never have the certainty. One of the things that I that I feel that entrepreneurs really give up in their in their process is they give up certainty. They give up the certainty of of paycheck coming in. They and that's the one the the biggest missing uh, the biggest missing component of entrepreneurship versus having a regular nine to five job. Uh, and what's crazy is like what like that lack of certainty is what holds most people back. And and as your business grows, the leaps of faith get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and the different thresholds of control that you have to cross are bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, eventually, like for each leap of faith, you just have to get to the point where you stand at the top of the mountain. You're like, I don't know what to do, but like it's, there's only one way. Like I have to either go or I'm going to give up. And in business, like <clears throat> when you just go, when you just do it, when you just figure it out, when you just say like, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know what, like I don't have the answer. I don't have that clarity. I don't have that certainty that we all want. So many people that I work with, they're, they, they, they're so willing to do what they, do what it takes, but because they don't know what it takes, it holds them back. And for most people, that holds them back forever. If we all knew how to build in the, the next Amazon, we would all do it. Be, but because there's so much uncertainty, because it's like a dark tunnel, because we don't know, we don't have that definite end of like, I am certain that this is going to happen, it holds everybody back from just starting. And then the people who start, they see that just the increasing levels of uncertainty going forward and forward and forward, that it eventually they eventually hit a spot where there's just too much uncertainty, there's too much of a risk, perceived risk in their mind that they stop. But business is simply a matter of standing on top of a mountain, staring down, and just going. And that's not as physically dangerous as as skiing, but that's that's the game that we're all playing. So if you're standing on top of a mountain right now, you got to get down. Now you could zigzag back and forth if you'd like. It's going to take you forever to get down there if you get down there at all. Maybe you just give up at one point. Maybe the maybe the ride closes. Maybe the mountain's too steep. <clears throat> you got to take your skis off, walk down. You never never accomplish what you set out for. Whether you get the crazy lunatic like me who just goes straight down, beeline down the mountain. He gets there and he gets there fast because he went for it and he did it and he figured it out as he went. And that's what I think you guys, I think that's the lesson for today in today's podcast. So as always, guys, please like, comment, subscribe, uh, tell all your friends about the podcast and we will see you back here for tomorrow. I want to say episode 284 of the Sean Light Podcast. Guys, have a wonderful day. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for listening to that episode of the Sean Light Podcast. I know that it can be really challenging to try to put the pieces together yourself in this crazy world of podcasting and social media and books and courses everywhere. It can be really hard to figure out where to, what to do with all of the information, where to put it, how to actually install it into your own business. And that is ultimately the reason why I created the For a Revenue, Revenue Coaching Program, because I wanted to be able to work one-on-one -on -one with people to show you the direct, straight line 
to the goals that you've set for your business. We have a six-week program. We have a four-month program. Each are a little bit different. Each have a little bit of a different strategy to them. Uh, but what we're looking to do is we're looking to create your client acquisition model. We're looking to raise your prices. We're looking to create a lot more cash flow injection into your business, help you sell like a freaking champion. Okay, if these are things that you're interested in, then go over to 4acoaching.com and book your free momentum call with me, uh, where we will sit down and we will talk a little bit about your business. We'll learn a little bit about each other and we can develop a strategy uh, of how we're going to take you from where you are right now to where you want to be. If that sounds good, 4acoaching.com. Book your call there completely for free and we'll be talking to you on the phone in a little bit. See you soon, guys.